They've got a brand new stadium, a big one, and they're going to put a big flag up there in a moment because the eagle has landed. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! There it is, it's on The Roosters have won it. Oh, Sam Kerr, she's a superstar. Sports news and reviews. This is the Sports Desk on Sin. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Sports Desk on Sin. Last show with your Monday crew. Sure is. Last show with your Monday crew. James, April, and Matt. At you with your Mondays. Getting off with a good start, hopefully. And we had a big weekend of sport wrapped up um, yesterday. Lots of things. We had cricket. We got. Um, Golf. Golf, yes. Golf. Yeah, there was golf, wasn't there? There's golf. Golf Golf season is heating up. <laughs> <laughs> God, just, I've never heard anyone say that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the golf season's <laughs> heating up. It's fantastic. It um, is, though. We've got all the big golf tournaments. And then we had, what, soccer. We had world soccer as well. Um, Basketball. Everything. NBL. Horse racing. Yep. Is it still going? Yeah, it was a big Hong Kong meeting. Okay, so, all right, internationals. Fair <laughs> enough. All right, but... Um, First, April, do you want to go on to the uh, women's Big Bash? Yeah, I think we might start there because their season wrapped up. It was WBBL 5. Um, we had the semifinals and the final all over the weekend. So it was a packed weekend of women's Big Bash. Which is, like, weird, right? Like, that that's not just me. It's, it's weird that you've got the semifinals on the Saturday and the final. Like, both semis on the Saturday and the finals on the Sunday. Yeah. Seems pretty tough for mm. the teams, definitely. Yeah. Uh, well... So it kicked off yeah, on results. Saturday. Um, we had the Adelaide Strikers taking on the Perth Scorchers in semi-final one. Uh, the Adelaide Strikers got up in that match. They made two for 130. The Perth Scorchers were seven for 126. Yep. So uh, look, I mean, look, <laughs> it's they, Adelaide made it off um, 18.1. Mm-hmm. Um, so they obviously they were chasing it, and yeah. So the seven hundred things out of for twenty overs of regulation, and then they did it within what one point five overs less required. Um, semi final two was a very high scoring match, uh, comparatively, and I think just generally for women's big bash overall. Um, the Brisbane Heat got up in this one, winning by four wickets. Uh, they made six for one hundred and sixty six in eighteen overs. And the Melbourne Renegades made four for 163 to go down, which at the time of them finishing their innings seemed like a huge score. Yeah. Um, but Brisbane Heat did it pretty easily. It was a good watch that one. Um, they were like, it was, they looked like they were in a bit of trouble at two for 60, and then there was an 80-run partnership to pull it out in the middle, like, and you know, 70 runs, 70 runs start to open, and then two quick wickets, and then an 80-run stand, and then by that point you're kind of like, well, coasting. Yeah. I mean, we had we had three big run scorers in Maddie Green scoring forty six, Grace Harris in forty three, and uh, Jess uh, Johannesson thirty eight runs. So, look, very solid partnerships that um they what well, that the um Renegades could not break at all, and then obviously they took it into the final. Um, computers not behaving again. 
When, when, whenever on air, my computer just like, nah, <laughs> not, nah, nah, not happening. Here we go. So, of course, the final was Adelaide Strikers taking on Brisbane Heat at Allen Borderfield in Brisbane yesterday. Adelaide Strikers batted first and made seven for 161. So, again, a pretty big score there. But Brisbane Heat came out to win by six wickets, making four for 162 in 18.1 overs um i watched a lot of the second inning uh second yeah second yeah. innings of yep. this um match and i thought the adelaide fielding really let them down there were quite a lot of dropped catches um missed run out opportunities and the like and really you know if they'd gotten some wickets that really would have messed up brisbane's momentum um but otherwise they ended up coming out and winning pretty comfortably catches win matches simple as that Simple as that. I mean, fielding, yeah, you can say, oh, yeah, we'll back it up with a bat and just have a solid innings. But if you're fielding just terribly, just no, there's no point of you even playing because fielding is basically the key part of playing cricket. Absolutely. Just, yeah, I don't... <laughs> yeah, that uh, To be honest, like that's the one thing that a team needs to get right before they do anything is just get fielding down pat because if you have missed fields and you let buys through... Get a poor keeper, get a four, get like a poor cover, anything like that that just doesn't put their body on the line or just stop a ball. There's no point even playing the game because you just that's solely how the game was lost for them. For um, sure, um, that makes it Brisbane's second Big Bash title in two years. They're back-to-back champions of the women's Big Bash. They've made um, three fifties in the last four games, so yeah, 56 with that unbeaten knock in the final, really carrying them through. Yeah, so Beth Mooney was player of the match for that. Um, So all in all, good home ground win for Brisbane. Definitely. Uh, What else we got? We we do have a bit of controversy. Now, I do like a bit of controversy, Um, as does everyone. Now, we had the uh, Sheffield Chill match between Victoria and Western Australia start on Saturday uh, at the MCG. Mm -hmm. Now, the MCG's been renowned for having a long lingered five day test match um, for the past what three and a half years maybe bit of a boring pitch you'd say very boring it's just a road nothing happens on it um, but something did happen on it on, uh, on, on Saturday uh, it was ruled a dangerous pitch and that's the suspend play on Saturday um, because Sean Marsh got smacked on the um, on the grill of his helmet very close to his um, throat and was, he, was, he was just lucky to escape with no injury for that one. And then uh, Marcus Stoinis got smacked in the ribs quite a few times just by balls that just were on the offside. He just left them and they just jagged in straight in his ribs. Like, the, a, a pitch shouldn't do that. No. Not at all. No. Um, so they suspended play and then they waited till uh, Sunday. And then on Sunday morning, they said that the pitch is too dangerous and they abandoned play. So less, teams, less than 40 overs. Yeah. Well, I mean, they only got three for 89. Um, what, Jack Carter only scored 44 and then everyone was also under what 15 so not great um, for what the MCG brings a bit of concern going into the Boxing Day test of course coming up soon about yep. how they're going to fix this problem before that and also coming off a few years of having building up a pretty bad reputation for their pitch um, it's making a lot of people talk about I think whether it should be moved um, obviously, traditionalists aren't going to want that to happen, but if we do keep having so many problems with the MCG pitch, maybe it's the obvious decision to make. And just don't have it in Melbourne altogether. Just don't even have a test match in Melbourne, do you reckon? Uh, probably just swap it because 
I, I would imagine, yep. just because the Boxing Day test is kind of the feature test. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one that most people watch. Most people have that week off work. Yeah. Um, it's the one that everyone can go to. And if it's not an exciting cricket match or it's too dangerous and play has to be abandoned, um, that's not really what people want to see. Like, if I'm being completely honest, I don't think it'll be abandoned for the test match solely because they're not going to play on the pitch that they're going to play on on Boxing Day. Um, they played on one of the outside pitches a little to the to the right of the field, making the um, boundary for right-handers very um, very easy to hit. So, look, it's a living organism. It has to be maintained every day. It's like basically like a heartbeat. It um it changes every... I'm being serious. Like It's, it's a living organism. Um, they've got to treat it every day. They've got to um, do different things to make it how they want it to be. Uh, and obviously, it just doesn't like what they're doing to it. And it's just making it completely dangerous. If you looked at the, the photos of the pitch on Facebook uh, from Cricket Australia, and it just looked like, how the hell can you even play a match on that? Not even like um, force cricket in like local leagues could even play on that. It's just it's just way too dangerous. But hopefully they get the uh, mid the middle pitch sorted because I know they're going to be um, you know building on that right now. I hope. Um, so fingers crossed, nothing happens to it because I wouldn't like to not go to that. Yeah, that's it. Um, what are we going to go to? Should we go to a song? Yeah? Sounds good. Go to a song? All right. Oh, there, look, there's so many things, but one of my favourite songs of the year, um, it was actually my number one song on that Spotify thing. I don't know what it was. Um, whatever, you know, the, what, what is it? The top, your top songs. That's it. Um, my number one song um, was Don't Stop Me Now, so we're going to listen to that because Queen's just amazing. Stay tuned. You're on the sports desk. on soon. Don't Stop Me Now by Queen back on the sports desk with Monday crew James, April and Matt for the break we're talking about the cricket a bit of women's big bash and the current situation of the MCG pitch um, and if it could possibly move to Perth which I don't know why it would happen but if it does interesting uh, but if you didn't catch it you can catch us on the um, on, on, on the podcast on Omni and then it'll be on, on Facebook as well so you can like us on Facebook Instagram, Twitter and then listen to the podcast wherever you can listen to your podcast from. At the Sports Desk on At social the media. Desk. There we go. Uh, but now we're going to move on to a bit of Premier League because the Premier League has been the um, elephant in the room for world football um, this week with a lot of things happening with uh, Everton finally breaking the... Um, Oh, what what beating, would you call it? Beating Chelsea. Oh, they were just back terrible. Just breaking the... Um, they just stopped being bad. Breaking the curse, finally. Um, now, that if we take you through the Premier League, we had Everton hosting Chelsea at Goodson Park. They won 3-1 in that one. Goals to Calvert-Lewis, scored a brace, and Richarlison with one. And Matteo Kovacic could only score one for Chelsea. Liverpool comfortably beat Bournemouth 3-0. Tottenham Hotspur hosted Burnley... Whack them 5 0. Goals to Harry Kane, Lucas Mora. Hyunmin Song's goal will arguably be um, part of the. Uh, oh, oh, that's What's the goal that's, of the year award called? I think I just call it goal of the year. No, it's. Um, oh, it'll <laughs> get to me. Uh, but look, for me, Suarez's goal um, was the best goal I've ever seen this year. Which which one of Suarez's goals? Back heel. Um, and he chipped it over the keeper. So he's actually. Hit it with a back heel and he's chipped the keeper. Um, look it up on wherever you can find it because it's an amazing goal. Chase replay. Um, there were some great goals. That's I mean, I went back and watched the highlights and like Kane's first 
um, th- that one, you know, obviously the the song goal came came second, where he just like they just couldn't stop him. Yeah, like he's surrounded by four blokes in the box, but like him and Son getting through, stuck. I think he beat eight players, which you just don't do. Like, yeah, that's just filthy. Well, I mean, the, taking on players and then comfortably comfortably finishing it. I can't. I'm surprised none of them fouled him. So I yeah, I know. Just, but yeah. like, oops, sorry. But mate. then again, I mean, it was only in the 32nd minute, so I don't think you wanted me to racking up the cards. Um, that that early in the game, but then Harry Kane also got two goals, and then Musa Sissoko got one. Uh, Watford and Crystal Palace played out a nil all draw. Disappointing for Crystal Palace, seeing um, seeing they are sitting in uh, where are they sitting ninth, um, and they've only drawn to the bottom of the ladder. Disappointing for them. And then we had the Manchester derby, and quite arguably, Manchester United have gifted Liverpool the league. Um, Liverpool go 11 points clear um, of second spot. They defeated Manchester City 2-1, a vital penalty to Marcus Rashford in the 23rd minute, and then Martial got one. Otamendi only could get one for City. And then we had Aston Villa playing Leicester City. Leicester City again in hot form with four goals to one. Jamie Vardy got getting a brace for that, getting more goals on the board for him. Newcastle hosted Southampton at St. James's Park, winning 2-1 in that one. A late 87th-minute winner to Fernandez for Newcastle. And then Sheffield United continuing their run of absolute form. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love this team. I think down to ninth or down to eighth now. So they're not, um, they're, 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 they're not going to go down. But I'm like... They might make, coming Euro, from they a might team, make Europa. Well, yeah. See, that's that is a big topic you could talk about because seventh gets qualification, which means like yeah, qualifying round, like fourth does um, for the Champions League. So you never know. But um, I I like Sheffield, like the way they're playing. Two one to them, and then Brighton and Hove Albion played out a two all draw against Wolverhampton, and then the last aim to play is tomorrow morning at seven a.m. where West Ham host Arsenal. That's like it's not even a trap game. That's just. I, I genuinely think West Ham are favourites. Yeah, I'd say so because um, no, actually Arsenal are favourites. Arsenal are favourites to win this. Surprisingly, that's just that shocks me. Yeah, it is. Um, so look, it'll be interesting to see how um, Freddie Umberg gets the team going for that one because again, he's the interim coach. Still looking to find a coach, and there was a meme circulating yesterday around um, like the football pages, and it was that. Um, Oh, what's his name? The 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 Italian coach um, from Ajax who was looking to get a job here um, at Arsenal. He apparently like he's he's learning to speak English so he can deny the job at Arsenal. Incredible. We need to say no. Yeah, li- literally. I don't think anyone wants the Arsenal job. No. You know you know who was rumored to be at the Arsenal job? Ange Postecoglou. Ange Postecoglou. I mean, he won the J League with Yokohama on the weekend. Tops to him. That's play the that's play of the day surely. Um, just, just that Ange Postecoglou is still in a job is, is surprising to me. I mean, he's really good. And that's, an, that's another title to City Football Group as well. They're everywhere. Like, City Football Group just do everything. They've won the Yokohama. They've got a new team in um, the Indian Premier League with Mumbai FC. Um, Mumbai City. So, like, the way that they're just expanding is ridiculous. Um, so, that's another one to them. But, look, as the table stands uh, with the Premier League, we've got Liverpool in first, 11 points clear of Leicester City, and then Man City in third, Chelsea in fourth, Man United in fifth, and Wolves in sixth. Uh, They're all the European League qualifications. And then in the bottom three, they have stood the way that they were last week with Southampton 
in 18th, Norwich in 19th, and Watford in 20th, with that only one win of the season in 16 games. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Watford. They're, they're not good. Elton John should just put some more money I'm into a them. Big, I'm a big fan of the just like watching the managerial merry-go-round at Watford specifically. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll start off with Kiko Sanchez-Flores, and we'll sack him, we'll bring in Marco Silva, we'll sack him, we'll bring yeah. back in Kiko Sanchez-Flores, and it's like, well, who's he now? Like, who, who, who has that job? Yeah, and then Marco will just like come back in because he's been sacked. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that, that, I think that the owners of Watford have got three teams, so they'll, be yeah, exactly. they'll probably just <laughs> move them around, you know? <laughs> just doing the switch. Uh, but, look, we'll move on to the A-League very quickly um, because we had match day nine finish on Sunday. On Friday night, we had Melbourne City losing 3-0 to Perth Glory. Bruno Fornaroli's return, and what do you reckon happens? He scores. What do you expect? I mean, I wasn't too happy when he scored, but that's football. Um, and then we had Wellington Phoenix controversially winning against Western Sydney Wanderers with a penalty in the 89th minute with a handball in the box. Uh, a lot of people are like, is it a penalty? Is it not? Uh, Mark Bosnich on Fox really said it wasn't, um, and he made his thoughts passionate. You know, as Mark Bosnich does, he got up, he did the full, like, that's not handball, and he did the full, like, rec- recreation of the um, arm movement. I always find it a bit surprising in soccer. You, the commentators on TV yeah. and everywhere criticise the referee a lot. Oh, and yeah. to compare it to AFL, where that's so frowned upon and they really try to stamp that out, it's becoming like a really big contrast between soccer and AFL. I think AFL. it's like, it's, it's the, I think like in, in the past, they, they do it a lot and they're like, oh, that's a dodgy call. I don't know how that's going to go because I think in world football, you can have more of an opinion where AFL is only Australia, if you know what I mean. It's like it's it's more just like frowned upon where you can get away with it in world football because like, no, hey, the Mexican league does it. Hey, you know, um, English league does it. The Spanish league does it. So it's like you can keep blaming it up here. Well, oh, yeah, whatever. We'll just let it go. There's no point because at the end of the day, like they're allowed to, they're allowed to have their opinions and I think that soccer's a lot more technical than AFL. Like there's a lot more decisions that they've got to analyse like offsides and how like um, closer they've got to monitor those penalties, handballs and that sort of stuff. So I think it's, you know, you, you can compare them, but they're like com- complete polar opposites with decisions, if you know what I mean. Um, and then we had Sydney FC playing Brisbane Raw. They comfortably won that 5-1. Um, goals to Adam LaFondra getting a hat-trick. Milos Ninkovic and Trent Bogala getting one each. And then the last two games of the round, we had Western United hosting Melbourne Victory in what they would call the Westgate Derby. It's not really a derby, let's be real. One's in Geelong, one's in Melbourne. Um, Western United, 1-3-1. Two goals to Bursar Barisha and then one goal to Kone. Andrew Nabu could only get one in the 14th minute for Victory. Melbourne Victory still have not won against Western United in their history. So that's a fact for you. Um, and then Adelaide United won 2-1 against Newcastle Jets, getting a late goal to James Troisi with his first goal um, for his new club. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, because you, you think being a marquee striker, you'd, you'd surely get a, a, you know at least two goals in nine games. So in nine games, he's only got one goal. Interesting. I don't know why, but that's what it is. Um, but as the ladder stands at the moment, we still have Sydney FC in first and then Melbourne City held on to second place. One point uh, in front of Adelaide United, then Western United in fourth. The Knicks well, are up to fifth. I love it. I love it. I love it. Three they're, games in the bounce, nine of their ten points. They are red hot. They're playing the victory next week. Victory in tenth. Um, so hopefully they can get it because then if 
Central Coast win against Sydney FC, surprisingly, and Wellington win against Victory. Victory go in um, last heading into the Christmas derby. So that's a big for them, um, and I don't think Marco Kurtz would want that to happen at all. And then Western Sydney are in sixth, and then last is Central Coast, um, close second to victory. So that's a bit of um, A-League chat for you, a bit of world football chat. Let's quickly go over to the W-League before yes. we get to a Ooh, song. Oh, yes. This is a um, really good... There were so many good games. They had match day four over the weekend. So the first game was Canberra United taking on... Brisbane Raw in Canberra. Brisbane Raw got up 2-1. Goals to Tamika Yellop and Hayley Rasso. Both both Matildas, aren't they? Yes. Yep. Um, so, good win there by Brisbane. Elise Thorsners scored for Canberra in the 66th minute. Uh, then on Saturday, we had two matches. We had a one-all draw between Melbourne Victory and Western Sydney goes to Haley Hansen for Melbourne and Lynn Williams for Western Sydney. Uh, Melbourne's goal was scored in the eighth minute. Western Sydney got the equaliser in the 62nd <coughs> minute there. Um, the other game was Perth Glory taking on Newcastle Jets in Perth. Uh, Newcastle got up 2-1 in that match. And the final match of the round was yesterday between Sydney and Melbourne City. Melbourne City got up... 2-1 with Emily Van Egmond scoring in the third minute, Milika Mijatovic scoring in the 76th minute, and Sydney's goal was scored in the 40th minute by Sofia Huerta. I actually watched that game, and I was highly entertained. It was very good. I think um, yeah, what Melbourne Derby is on Thursday um, at ABD Stadium in Broadmeadows, and I'm going to be going to that because I don't mind a bit of um, midweek football. Mm. And because especially because the men's team are playing in Newcastle on the weekend, I'm just like, well, get get down to it. Um, members go free, I think. So it's a perfect excuse to go and watch. Um, but a lot of a lot of Matildas in um in this team. Well, we've got Steph Catley, we've got Van Eggman, we've got Lydia Williams in goals. Um, I mean the list goes on, and it's just crazy. I mean we've got a lot of internationals as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren Barnes left back from um the centre back from America. Yeah. Um, and she plays a lot of her football with a lot of these a lot of these players um, at Seattle Rain, I think it is, in the um, MLSW or whatever it's called. Um, so definitely get down and watch um, a W League game if they're in Victoria because they're pretty local. I mean, well yeah, next week it's at ABD Stadium, um, and then either they're at ABD or Epping Stadium, and then there's at um, uh, oh, it's between Moreland Zebras play their games as well in Moreland. So. They're very close um, in Melbourne, and it's high-quality football. So, Should be a good match. Uh, Melbourne City are currently sitting second on the ladder. Melbourne Victory are in sixth. Um, the rest of the standings, we've got Western Sydney sitting on top, Sydney in third, and Canberra United round out the top four. And Adelaide United is in eighth, and Perth Glory below them in ninth at the bottom. Both of those teams not having a win or a draw yet. Alrighty. I think that wraps up some football. Um, but now we're going to go to a song. We're going to go to a bit of Billie Eilish uh, because who doesn't want a bit, of a, a bit of Billie Eilish on their Monday? This is a bad guy here on the sports desk on sin. All right, boys and girls, get the oranges. It's half time, but don't worry. We'll be back right after the break. Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. You are back with the Monday Sports Desk on Sin. It's April, James and Matt with you. We've covered all the soccer and cricket news so far. 
And we're going to get into golf because it is the summer of golf at golf. the moment. Golf. 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 It's a good... I golf. love some wee golf. Yeah, everybody does. Um, we had the Australian Open wrap-up yesterday. Um, it's been on yep. for a few days. It was won by world number 179, Matt Jones. Don't you love that? Just like an outsider just winning it. I do like it. It's not just, bad. No. It's a pretty good effort. Um, he beat Louis Otazen. I'm pretty sure you pronounce it. Yep. Um, by one stroke to take out the championship. Did any of you guys catch any of the golf? No. I watched like maybe two holes, three holes. And that's about it. Oh, it's, golf it's is, better than nothing. Golf's, golf's okay. I mean, I, I, I can't catch on to it for some reason. I don't know why. It's not one of those sports I've ever really decided to get invested in. I went to the golf club. That's about as close as I've gotten. Yep, that, fair enough. That that still counts, I think. Um, it's your second, second Australian Open win. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, like, I don't w- watch too much golf, but when it's on, if it's, like, a decent... Um, tournament I mean, like the masters whatever like the u.s open whatever i'll certainly watch it um but good on him matt jones so he finished Solid. up 15 under par otazen was 14 under par so they were then a fair way in ahead of the next few who were nine under yep. um and then goes on from there um, We've got the President's Cup. Yes, I was as about well. to say because they've Starting done a promo for that this week, um, which should be pretty good. Uh, we've got Tiger Woods, of course, coming out, which is going to be a bit of a draw card for people who are going along. The junior version of the tournament as mm. well uh, tees off today, and then the uh, professional one, I guess, tees off on Thursday at the Royal Melbourne Golf Club, which is down kind of Mornington yeah. direction. Direction. If you want to head down to watch that. And then I think the Pro-Am, uh, which is where there's like the celebrities play, I think that's on Wednesday. And that's always entertaining because like, I love to see um, high-class Australian celebrities try their hand at golf. with Because what they do is like they have, um, they like teamed up with like a professional and they play like a hole each or like a stroke each, whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just the funniest thing because like they'll totally stuff it up and they'll get it in the bunker and I'll get it in the sand or whatever like that and then the professional like alright I've got to do my job now and then he'll get it in the straight from like the in the sand it's like okay yep <laughs> you're totally just there for just the photos and the media but and then you got to make the um, old mate who's the professional do all the dirty work but no, I rate it I rate it it's a shame that the prams aren't televised because I would really love to see it you can only see it on like Instagram and like all those you know, social media highlights, whatever like mm. that. But I'd love to see like a fully televised celebrity, like pro am golf match. Hopefully, we see that in the next few years. That'd be amazing. Um, but NBL, should we go NBL or should we go more golf? I think we'll head over. Oh no, that that pretty much wraps up Is the that golf, golf? For, for me. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> That's enough. That's all the golf. That's all the golf. All right. Um, NBL. We had. Um, let me. Look. What match day was it? Do we know? Um, it's. I mean, oh, it's, it's around it's, ten. It's up in the air, isn't it? It's around ten. Um, so on Friday night we had the Cairns Taipans hosting New Zealand Breakers. Cairns getting up one hundred eight to ninety in that one, and then we had Perth Wildcats hosting the Sydney Kings, who are top of the ladder. They defeated um, Sydney ninety six to seventy seven, getting their first loss in quite a while. Um, Two, and then back to back. 
back-to-back, back-to-back losses. Back-to-back losses. Um, and then we had Melbourne United winning against the Adelaide 36ers on Saturday, 112-90. to 90. Um, And then the South Melbourne Phoenix played against the Perth Wildcats. Perth Wildcats beating them by 10 points, 108-98. to 98. And then Cairns uh, did a reverse... No, not a reverse fixture. They, they, they went to Sydney... And one hundred and nine to ninety eight, and then tonight we do have one more game uh, at Spark Arena in New Zealand, where New Zealand hosts the Brisbane Bullets. And then for some reason we've got um, the Brisbane Bullets versus Illawarra Hawks, but there's no result in that one, so I don't know what happened there. But as the latter stands, is there a result? Yeah, there is absolutely a result. The Bullets got up. Really, it's one hundred and one to ninety one. It just says nil all. No, that, uh, that, that game definitely happened. It's, it's, it's some of the only NBL I've watched all season, and Illawarra are bad. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. Yep. Um, but as the ladder goes, we've got Sydney Kings in first with 11 wins and three losses. Perth in second with 10 wins, five losses. They've, they've scraped up from the bottom of the ladder. Mm. They were at the bottom of the ladder quite early in the in the in this season, um, and they've scraped up. Good on them. And then we've got Melbourne United uh, with eight wins and six losses in third. And then Cairns Taipans in uh, fourth, and then Melbourne Southeast Melbourne Phoenix in a fifth, uh, and they've still got about like five games to play, and they're they've only played twelve, and Perth have played fifteen, so there's still five bots, five games behind, and they're sitting in uh, fifth. So interesting for them to see how they'll go in the future. And then Illawarra Hawks are last with three wins, ten losses. Lamelo Ball's shoulders are probably pretty sore because he's carrying the whole team. He didn't play, really. Yeah. No minutes. Did did he even like make the bench? No. Like, okay. he, 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 either either load management or he's injured. I yeah. assume load Still management is Im- not much of a thing in the NBL. But imagine if he's injured, that would like oh, that would suck. It would, but because he's, he's still, like he, your he, only player. He'd still be top ten. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, he's good. I mean, if he's if he goes the way that he's gone now, he could easily be be MVP. Easily. I don't think. I'd love it. I'd love it. I'd the love it to happen. He's just playing his basketball so well. I'd love it to happen, but you're not going to win MVP from a losing team. That just doesn't happen. Uh, Unless you're convincingly the best player in the comp, which I'm not sure he is. Yeah, a lot of, play- a lot of better players. If he was playing this well and they came top four or they weren't the worst team in the league, mm. then maybe, but I feel like it's a bit hard to pull that narrative around. Fair enough. Um, but I, I reckon that really wraps up um, basketball because there's not really much to talk about with NBL because it's just it's games... Review and that's it. Um, but look, next round. If you know, what, let's, let's go to the next round because I feel like we should talk about the next round. Um, Cairns Taipans playing at the Perth Wildcats. Phoenix go over to Adelaide. Uh, Melbourne you know, ho- United host uh, Sydney Kings. Perth Wildcats host the Bullets. Breakers host the Thirty Sixers. The Phoenix uh, play home to the Taipans, and then the Hawks host Melbourne United. That's all next week. Um, there's one Thursday night game, so that's okay. I, I, I like I like Thursday night sport because it's actually entertaining. Me too. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Draws out the weekend. Hundred percent. There we go. Um, but I feel like that's really NBA, NBL. Should yeah. we get some NBA? Do you reckon? Oh yeah. NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Nuggets right. with an early morning loss. Yes. Your your your, your I Nuggets. Know. Your I know. It's a Sad day. Uh, <clears throat> going through the results of today. Um, yes, final score were, was the Nets hosting the Nuggets. The Nuggets lost 102 to 105. And then the Hornets are playing the Hawks. They're midway through. They've just started the second quarter. 
Hawks are down 24-29. And then, yes, um, over the weekend we had the Pistons beating the Pacers, the Nets beating the Hornets, the Magic beating the Cavs, Thunder beating the Timberwolves, Warriors beating the Bulls. I don't know how they won that with no team. Oh, um, <laughs> the Bulls suck, not going to lie. They just suck. Um, and then the Heat beat the Wizards, the Bucks beat the Clippers, Celtics beat the Nuggets, Spurs beat the Kings, the Trailblazers lost to the Lakers, Pelicans lost to the Mavericks, the 36ers. Absolutely. There was a couple of games which essentially got absolutely beat up yesterday. Like, I didn't expect the Mavs to put, like, almost 50 points yeah, between crazy. the Pels. Like, Doncic didn't play the fourth quarter. Um, in the Sixers game, Ben Simmons put up his career high, uh, 34 points, and he didn't play the last quarter either. Yeah. Because both of those teams are pretty bad. Yeah, and uh, going by the 36, 76ers, they um, won 141 to 94 over the Cavs. And that was, like, that that was the margin at three quarter time. Yeah, right. It was yeah. a completely even fourth quarter because I was like, nah, boys, just, just sit. Should yeah, be right. We, we almost literally cannot lose Park this. Bus. So, like, it could have been 50, 60, 70 points. It, it yeah. could have been a real blowout. And then we had the Pacers beating the Knicks, the Rockets beating the Suns, and the Jazz beating the Grizzlies 126 to 112. And as the table goes for the Eastern Conference, the Bucks are on top with 20 wins, 3 losses. Celtics in a close second. The Heat in third. The Raptors in fourth. The 76 is in fifth. And then the Pacers in sixth. Seventh is the Nets. And then eighth is the Magic. And then the Western Conference, the eight goes like this. The Lakers are on top with 20 wins, 3 losses as well. The Mavericks in second. The Nuggets are still in third April. You've still got some hope there. Um, and then the Clippers are in fourth. Rockets, Jazz, Timberwolves, and then the Suns. So yeah, that's how, that's how it goes. And there's quite a few matches still to go. So there's there's some time for teams to yeah, get up in the 20, playoffs. 23 of 82. We're just, yep. over, just over a quarter of the way through the year. Yeah, still a long way to go. Still a long way to go. It's a long, <laughs> it's a long, it's a long season. There's a lot of teams with games in hand as well. Yep. Um, so it makes it all a bit hard to... Yeah, it's a Match bit nice to work out who's where. Basketball's a weird game how it's played throughout seasons. It's not just a round. No. It's just, okay, we're going to play this week twice and then I'll play again for another week. But, but then we've got five games, that, you know. In- there's a game on every day except for Thanksgiving, which, yep. you know, well, very American of them. Was, there's I, a game on Christmas Day. Yeah, exactly. But not on Thanksgiving. No. Thanksgiving's a very American thing. Really more important. I like Christmas Day sport. It's not bad. I'm, I'm I mean, a fan. Uh... Oh, I think well the NBA do like the Christmas Day jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. So back when it first started, that was like a massive thing, and everyone just bought jerseys because they were actually quite cool. Um, and they all they're all like the exact same stock design, and they just had the color and the um the name on it. And that I think that the first jersey was actually a short sleeve, so actually like an actual sleeved shirt. Oh, yeah. They all played in, and then it moved to a singlet like nowadays. Don't mind that. But I think that started maybe 2014 season, yeah, right. 2014, 15, and yeah. it was a big thing. Everyone was freaking out over it. Um, but I mean, you know, jerseys nowadays with the NBA is just crazy. I mean, they're always making like the um, retro hardwood classic jerseys. Yeah, well, I mean, everything. they've got home games, away games, the Christmas jerseys, the city jerseys. Like, if you if you're a collector, you're trying to, you're buying like 400, like you know, 400 bucks worth of kit a year, which is it's crazy. A lot. And then there's like the Latino jerseys. There's um the what. Latino jerseys, like they've got like um, Miami Heat have like L Heat on them. Yeah, but that that's just the city. That, that that's the city jersey. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I know, I know, I know a few. You know what as well? Um, the, who is it? The Warriors do have the Chinese one. Same. Is it? Yep. Is it really? Yeah. It was. Yeah, that that's the Rockets. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just like reflecting the, the fan base. It's just a team giving back. Um, looking forward today in the NBA, we've got a couple, like three games starting off at 10. Um, Wizards Clips, which will be fun because the Wizards can't stop scoring and the Clippers are ostensibly the best team in the league. Um, the Sixers and the Raptors between like two top four like teams playing for top four spots in the East. The Heat and the Bulls. The Heat have been like started really red hot. The Bulls have been pretty average. Um, the Mavs and the Kings, Trailblazers and the Thunder and the Lakers and the Timberwolves. I think it's a good litmus test because the Lakers haven't played many teams with winning records and they've still won 20 games. Yep. So they, they, if they can keep beating up on teams that are worse than them, they're, they're, they're looking red hot. But yeah, this, this will be a good test. Oh, yeah. The Sixers and the Raptors is probably the game of the day. Probably, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah, okay, the Lakers and the Wolves might be a... Could be a laugh. Might, might be something, yeah. but it could be a blowout. Um, LeBron James has certainly taken something with this. Oh, um, yeah, I, I like... If, LeBron James is just the master of the narrative. Like, just imagine that they finally get up, right, and then all the um, Lakers fans come out of the um, come out of the woodwork, and it's like, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a Lakers fan, diehard Lakers fan, man. I'm like Kobe Bryant all the way. Yeah, just look at it. I, it, it it's going to happen if they win. It is incredible that LeBron James is putting up MVP numbers of 35. Yeah, it's crazy. But now, that's NBA chat. That was NBL chat, and that was golf chat as well. Now we're going to move on to the Sports Desk favourite song. Um, it's Oasis with Wonderwall. Stay tuned during the Sports Desk on Sin. Wonderwall there by Oasis. You are on the Sports Desk on Sin with James, Matt and April. Before the break, we're doing some NBA, some golf, some NBL. Just what you want on your Monday. Now, if you didn't catch that segment or you didn't catch segment for that, you can listen to our podcast on Omni and on Facebook and on Instagram on Twitter at the Sports Desk. Now, April... You've got some horse racing, as you do, quite yeah. usually. Um, we take us through that. had the big Hong Kong race day on Saturday over in, at Sha Tin Racetrack. Um, for, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of you who aren't particularly interested in racing, so you're like, why are we talking about Hong Kong racing, of all things? But it's their big day. There are four Group 1s, and there are a bunch of Australian horses as well and Australian jockeys that were over to race there. Um, the first Group 1 of the day was the Hong Kong Vars, uh, Australian horses or horses who ran in the Spring Carnival here were horses such as True Self and Prince of Aaron, who, of course, ran in the Melbourne Cup. Um, the Vars ended up being, one, being won by a horse called Glory Vars, which seems pretty obvious when you look at the name of the horse and the name of the race. Um, Joe Marrera rode this. It was one of five winners he rode for the day, so a huge day for him. And a lot of the horses that he won on were a bit unexpected and kind of roughies as well. Um, so good day if you were following him for sure. And also if you were following Japanese horses, we had a lot of the Japanese horses yep. come over and win. Um, Lucky Lilac ran second in that race, followed by the hot favourite Exultant in third, ridden by Zach Purton. Um, then we had the Hong Kong Sprint, which Australian horse in her time was scratched out of with a foot injury. Um, it was won by Beat the Clock, written by Joe Marrera again. Hot King Prawn ran second. and That's then, a great name. I know, it is good. That is a great <laughs> name. Hot, wow. Yeah, I like that. I love that. Um, Athero was in third, which that was also an upset uh, with Athero expected to win. Zach Purden rode quite a few of the favourites for the day, but had almost no luck on any of them. Um, he's, of course, come out and ridden in Australia quite a bit 
um, and has taken out some of our big races here. So yep. a pretty disappointing day for him. Um, they were races four and five. We then had race six, which was a random uh, class three race, just to give us a little break. So I'll skip over that one and go down to race seven, which was the Hong Kong Mile. Um, this was won by Admire Mars, written by French jockey Christophe Sumillon. Uh, Waikuku with Joe Marrera ran in second, so another good ride by him. Beauty Generation with Zach Purden was in third for that one. And then the final group one of the day was the Hong Kong Cup, which was the highest prize money race of the day. Um, this was won by a horse called Win Bright. Magic Wand finished in second, um, who ran here in the spring. Yep. Um, Rise High finished in third for that race. It was only an eight-horse field in that race. Um, arguably, Magic Wand could have won. Yep. Um, very close margin came flying home, and if there'd been another length or even another stride or two, probably would have gone over the top. But nevertheless, win goes to win bright. Um, and impressive effort by both of them there. Interesting. It was a good day racing. So races in September in Hong Kong were cancelled because of the protests. Was there any kind of similar um, issues this time around? Not that I heard of. Um, Seems like the kind of things the protesters would be pretty up in arms about if they're talking about government change and then all of a sudden they're talking about, oh, let's do horse racing. I think think they'd be pretty keen to protect this race day because it's their big day. Um, There's a lot of people from around the world who go over to Hong Kong just for this race day if people are into racing. Um, because it is such a good quality race day. These horses come from all over the world as well. So I think Hong Kong would be pretty keen to protect it and not let anything make them have to cancel this. Um, it would ruin a lot of plans and probably lose them a fair bit of money. Yep. So um, it all went ahead with no issues as far as I was aware. You're right. That's what I like to hear. Just now that nothing happened, just relaxed. I like it. Just a good day racing. Perfect. Um, we got any, Do we have any other race days? We do have another race day. We've got a race day this weekend, don't we? This, this, this weekend? Next weekend. This Twilight is night racing at Flemington. Um, it's races on all the time. It's Quite crazy. a lot of country cups um, on over summer. It's sort of country cup season. So if yep. you want to, we've had a lot um, go on already, but there'll always be sort of meetings on, which are really nice to go to. It's pretty relaxed and you still see good quality horses heading down to those days. I'm keen for those night races at Flemington. I think that's one of the first times I'll ever have night races at Flemington. Um, and I think it's something they're going to do when Mooney Valley gets pulled down um, mm-hmm. to get, make that new stand. Um, they're going to have like that night racing to keep the you know keep the punters happy um, who do like a Friday night racing because it's actually so good. Just imagine like Flemington all lit up. I've never actually seen it lit up before. Um, so it'd be oh, yeah. it will be interesting. I think that's on the twenty-first. I think I think on the twenty-first of December. I think. If Is I'm it not. on a Saturday or a Friday? Yeah, Sunday. No, it's Saturday. Saturday. Saturday yeah. Right. Yep. Could be the twenty-first. Yep. Um, we've also got this Wednesday the races at Sandown, which my horse, she's a witness, will be running in the Shameless, 13, shameless plug. <laughs> the thirteen hundred meter race there. So make sure you tune into that one um to see how she goes um it's her first start back from a prep i've talked about her a few times on the show before yep. <laughs> so i'm sure she has a lot of fans out there and you'll all be excited to hear 
how that goes. I'd like to give another shout out to another horse, um, Sports Best Sports Bets horse, four beers, please. She ran her final race. Um, uh, where was it? It was at. Uh, oh, I can't remember. But it ran its final race and it came third, um, and it was amazing because she's going to rest now and have enjoy retirement. It's only ran eleven races, uh, but that's enough for the girl. So be easy, enjoy your retirement. Cause who doesn't like, just Some shout out that no because that, that horse is like a, has like a cult following. They made hats for it. They made t-shirts for <laughs> it. It's just a great. It's just great. Um, so yeah, be easy. Good on you, mate. Well done. Uh, but I think that's a show. I I, I, th- I think I'm that sorry. is. I think that is. It's um, brings us four to minutes the end. to ten. So brings us to the end of our season. Exactly. Excellent. I mean, what Wednesday will be on on Friday will be on, and yep. then Sports Desk is done for the year, and then next year we start again. Absolutely, all the same, all back next year. Well, thanks for the season. It's been good. It has been good. Thank you for joining us at home and listening wherever you listen. Um, as we've said, you can catch up on any of the episodes and especially today's on Omni or wherever else you get your podcasts from. And you can still follow us on social media at The Sports Desk. Thank you very much. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in to The Sports Desk on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, 9 till 10. And make sure to check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast from.